I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. It's been more than two weeks since India came out of lockdown. For 75 days, industries were closed and vehicles were off the roads. In cities, the effect wasn't just that we didn't have to see snaking lines of traffic anymore. The air was cleaner, the skies were clearer, and especially if you live in Delhi, it was easier to breathe. From Bengaluru, friends sent pictures of a greener Kabin Park and Alsur Lake. There were all those famous pictures and reports of people in Jalandhar seeing the Himalayas for the first time in 30 years. Around the world too, as governments asked people to stay home, people stopped driving and airlines were grounded. As lockdowns ease and roads fill up again, we're going to see pollution return quickly. In fact, researchers have already started seeing this. In April, daily fossil fuel emissions around the world were about 17% less than in 2019. Now in June, they're just 5% lower than last year at the same time. So we're already seeing a rise in emissions. But those two months of breathing fresh air during the lockdowns has really made a lot of people think about the benefits of switching to electric vehicles. And in India, there are some startups which have got a jump on this and are already working on it. Welcome to Startup Inc. I'm your host, Shalni Omachandran, and I'm an associate editor at Mint. Before we begin, let me tell you what this show is not about. We won't be chasing news on funding, valuation, exits, acquisitions. Instead, we'll bring you the story of startups, how they're changing the way we work and the way we live. The coronavirus pandemic has hit the automobile industry very hard. But there seems to be a silver lining for the electric vehicle industry. There's a new report out from the International Energy Agency that says that more electric vehicles were sold worldwide in 2019 than the year before. The IEA is quite optimistic. It says the virus outbreak and people believing that they should lead more sustainable lifestyles may get more people to switch to EVs. COVID-19 may slow sales, but EVs are still expected to do well this year. Some countries like Germany are giving subsidies to people who buy green vehicles. The Indian government also has its Fame 2 scheme of subsidies and incentives. But I think we're going to need far more if we're going to reach that goal of electric vehicles comprising 30% of auto sales by 2030. One of the reasons why people avoid buying an electric car is because it's so expensive. The cost of an electric car is about three times that of a regular petrol or diesel car. A large part of the cost of an EV is the battery. 40% of the cost of an electric vehicle is its battery, which is made of lithium, and it's usually imported. Costs are coming down, but lithium and other rare earths which are used in these batteries are scarce. China manufactures about two-thirds of the world's lithium-ion batteries. It's invested heavily in mining lithium and other rare earths that go into these batteries. Some startups are experimenting with materials that are more readily available. In the UK, for instance, there's a startup called Faridion that's developing a sodium ion battery, 
that would use a large amount of salt calcium is another candidate because it has energy storing potential that's the reason why lithium is used so much in evs because it has the potential to store a lot of energy but a cheaper battery is just one part of it if more people are to drive evs and transport fleets are also supposed to go electric you need an entire ecosystem around it you need public battery charging points like we have petrol pumps everywhere you need maintenance and repairs to be easier and cheaper it's only when all of this happens that people will buy electric vehicles and drive them long distances a startup in bengaluru has been working on this numo city is a software platform that connects electric vehicle owners car makers battery makers and the charging infrastructure so for instance if there's a food delivery person who's using an electric two wheeler when they plug their bike into charge an app will authorize them it'll handle the payment and even give them an estimate of how much of a charge they need to complete the delivery round so numo city's platform can do all this because the two wheeler battery's telemetry allows it to be tracked on the cloud min sumit chakrabarty asked the co-founder of numo city ravikiran annaswamy why hooking up the system to the cloud is better why does it need the cloud based i mean like uh, if i'm running a vehicle the on the vehicle itself i can be alerted when the charge is running low and the charger itself can have the software to authenticate me and you know do all of this right why does it because Correct. on on the so, over the cloud like there is a complexity of connectivity yeah so that i agree with you so the challenge here is if you want to have a common uh, policies common procedures done across let's say 50 of these chargers if you try to do it in the charger the complexity of the charger starts to get more and then you cannot uh, on the flow change the rules of the charging rules how you want to charge how much what workflows you want to add you cannot dynamically do so that's the reason most of the systems are connected to cloud very soon most players in ev have realized that uh, if you are a ev two wheeler player software and these systems are not your strength so they want to stick to what they are doing and they partner with companies like us to get uh, the rest of the stuff done so we align with multiple partners to do this So a platform like this can also help with battery swapping. Battery swapping would be unique to India where electric vehicles are mostly two wheelers and auto rickshaws. So these batteries are smaller, it's much easier to handle than larger vehicles. Essentially what happens is you have a stock of batteries and you manually swap them out whenever you need a recharge. So this is more convenient than having to find a charging point each time and then waiting a couple of hours for the battery to get charged. So a software platform makes battery swapping easier because you can manage the different players easily. For example, an e-commerce company which has an electric vehicle fleet could use a charger from one company, batteries from another vendor, and a vehicle from a third player. So all of this would be connected using a software platform like the one Numo City is offering. In the same way, an automaker can offer battery swapping to customers. So even if the batteries and the chargers are from different vendors they could still use this in any of these cases you typically get a different charging uh, box batteries from a different player and uh, the vehicle may or may not be from the same player they also tie up with different OEMs to fit their batteries into that vehicle 
Now there are three players involved in this ecosystem. Uh, the charger needs to become completely IoT enabled and also remotely controlled because you need to decide whether you want it, uh, uh, which batteries to give. I explained the use case. So what happens, how we fit in is we come in as a swap platform which integrates any party uh, bulk charger, any battery which comes in with telematics and any vehicle because we connect with the IoT components and all the three. So for the EV fleet player, it becomes very easy because now he's he can take charger from multiple partners based on the price and negotiation. Battery can come from multiple players and they can also have different OEM vehicles in the fleet. And we become the uh, software layer which integrates all the three players. So then it becomes easier to own an electric car. It's like a pay-per-use model. Electric vehicle owners need not own the batteries. They just pay for the energy that they use. It's a bit like you paying for the petrol that you use for your car right now. Energy operators, auto companies or battery makers themselves can offer the service. The operators will own the batteries, charge them and lease them out to vehicle owners and exchange the depleted batteries for charged ones. But as exciting as an idea this is, it is still an evolving space. So Numo City has had to grapple with issues at a number of points as a platform player. What are the three biggest challenges? I'm sure there are many. Uh, each uh, different vertical gives us a slightly different challenge. So I'll talk about them in general. Uh, SWAP is the most challenging because it's the most multi-vendor equipment in that way. And it's also not standardized because uh, it's, it's done as, as per each network being built right now. So uh, we have done uh, uh, multi-vendor integrations, multiple players. So it's a, quite a bit of challenge to get a standardized form of getting the messages, getting the workflows in place. On the smaller chargers, the, uh, the uh, biggest issue right now is most of this electrical equipment are coming from China uh, and, and the quality of this equipment are not good. And when we are trying to make them a little more software enabled, uh, those equipment don't survive long because of their own quality issues. So uh, this, again, we are trying to work with some of the known vendors in, in the charging space to ensure that the smaller chargers are also done with quality. The third, uh, particularly a major, uh, not a major, but a challenge in India is uh, most of the time uh, EV means at this point of time to a lot of players that it is uh, two-wheeler or making a, a charger. Uh, people don't appreciate that. There has to be systemic thinking when you set up a bigger network and there has to be systems in place. We had a challenge in the first one year where people thought, oh, no, no, I'm, I can do my EV, I can do my charger, why do I need anything? But very interestingly, in one year time, the same players came back to us because we realized that it has to be systemic. A lot of systems have to be thought and put in place. It's not just building a four-wheeler or a two-wheeler or a charger. Things won't work in the market. Numo City has raised funding from Ideaspring Capital, Rebrite Partners, and ABB Technology Ventures. This was in January, just before COVID-19 became a global pandemic. This gives the startup runway to build its platform till the next round of funding when EV sales pick up again and it's time to scale up. What is your business model? I mean, how, on what basis are you paid? How, how does it work out? So uh, most of our players, like I said, are charging service providers. So they are setting up uh, 100, 500, 1,000 chargers around India. 
So they work with us on the cloud licenses on a per charger basis. Uh, we do it either monthly or an annually. So they pay us uh, X thousand rupees per year per charger as a cloud license. The cloud is managed by us. Everything it's like a SaaS model. We manage everything. So they just hook on their uh, chargers onto our cloud. The rest of the, the rest of the thing is managed by us. Uh, so that's the technical part. On the business side, uh, we we get paid per charger per year from each player. Who are the other players in this space? I mean, on the software side. So India is a uh, slightly early market. We have some uh, European players and uh, US. US there is a company called ChargePoint. They are the leaders in the US market. Uh, in uh, Europe, they're also uh, in India as a private player now. There's a company called Fortum. It's a Finnish player. Uh, then uh, there is a company called Greenflux. Uh, but in India, we were one of the first ones to build most of these. The Indian EV ecosystem is still small, but it seems like it's going to be very different from what we've seen so far in Europe and the US. Indian startups aren't just finding alternatives to make cheaper vehicles. They're also creating new models that could treat a battery like petrol or diesel and pay as you go. This makes a lot more sense in India where EV sales are higher for two-wheelers and three-wheelers. Last year, 1.26 lakh electric bikes were sold. That's 35 times more than the number of electric cars sold last year. Another reason why EVs are on government agendas is the environment. Green energy is definitely the way forward, and solar-powered charging stations are also set to grow the most in the Asia-Pacific region. This is partly because sunlight is easily available here. So it seems like India and Asia will forge their own path in the EV world as well. You were listening to Startup Inc. I'm Shalini Omachandran. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Shalini MB or on Facebook and Instagram at HT Smartcast. To listen to more such podcasts, do log on to htsmartcast.com. Hi, I'm HT Smartcast, and I hope you're safe and well. The next episode is about to begin. But just a small message of solidarity before that. In difficult times like these, living in isolation isn't going to be easy. But what if working from home, our own comfort zones, helps us discover new ways of being? What if this calm, this rest, it helps us listen to ourselves and the people around us more deeply? While that happens, you can find me at htsmartcast.com Connecting you to the world of comedy, culture, motivation, news. You know, just in case you need some smart company. Thanks for listening. Take care. This was a Livement production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.